I remember listening to a colleague talk about how she didn't let her staff take people from outside fills and she got a complaint about it. The person doesn't understand. She just wants to let, she's thinking, why can't you help me? She is not going to come back after being turned away. Why would she? That's not going to build a good rep with your community. You might feel like you're being exclusive and elite and high end, but in the end, I don't think that's a still net win. And I think a lot of people right now, especially with recession looming over the world, you want to find ways to get more people in your salon and find new clients and keep those clients. You know, if they're paying, be happy. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for, like, McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, onto our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is LashCast. Your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, Tuss. Hey, Paul. What's up? What's up, babe? What's up, dude? What's up, dog? <laughs> What's up, dog? Hey, well, we're here hanging out on Saturday, a rare Saturday recording. We generally do not work on Saturdays, at least not in the office. But we thought I'd come in because we didn't get around to it yet. So here we are recording a baby cast for you guys because we are excited as always. We really do love these one-on-ones. I feel like we sit down and we just talk about topics in the industry. We got two of them today. We're going to talk about is it okay to use big lashes? I mean, like 0.20? Is that like mm. is that like a, the forbidden sin? And here I am putting my fingers together like a maniacal um, villain yeah. saying, yes, let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it because there's a lot of people who say you can't do that. But I think most people just feel that yes. way. Yes, the rule is nothing larger than two millimeters uh, uh, larger than the natural lash. Yeah, so 0.15 is kind of like the, the max you're going to go with. But anyhow, we're going to get into that. And then the second one we want to talk about is it okay to do a foreign fill, which, you know, people are like, what, are you against uh, immigrants? No, no, foreign fill, <laughs> meaning a fill from an outside location, outside of your salon or outside of your business. Like you, someone shows up and calls you and says, I like to get my lashes done. I've never been with you, but I have them on already. Can you do a fill? And there are people who also will say with that, nope, I got to remove them all and start over. And so we're going to talk about that because, by the way, we did that. We did. Song. We did do that. We, we did do to, it. We insisted we had to remove everything, start over. Yep. And we've changed, I think, a little we bit. We have changed. And we are going to share with you uh, our reasons why we changed. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with lashes. I just thought I would be, just throw you there for a second. Go, what are you going to talk about? We're going to talk about hot dogs. It's, it's always it's, hot it's, dogs. I know it is. You. It is always hot dogs. It's got to be. The, that's the best analogy for lashes. This is hot dogs. That and toothpicks. Anyhow, let's do a, a quick announcements, guys. We, when you're listening to this, if you listen to this early, like right when we release it on Tuesday in August 20, was it 23rd, whatever it is. 
We're going to be releasing some LashCon tickets, guys. And I was going to do it Tuesday the 23rd, but we're going to do it now August 24th. We have some tickets that have been returned, and we want to get them out there so that we have every seat filled and that every Lash artist that wants to be here can be here. So I've decided to wait till Wednesday just because I want to get enough time to get the word out. Wednesday at noon Pacific Standard Time. We will release a handful of tickets. We have some VIPs and we have some standard. We already gave away, we upgraded some people from the VIP, from standard to VIP, but now we still have some left over. And so we're going to just make them open to the public. So mark your calendar, be there online at our website, click on the link. And at noon, I will put everything live and we'll see. It could be gone in a few minutes. It may be an hour. I don't know. I just wouldn't bet on it. Just show up and get your tickets if you haven't bought them for LashCon. And then get online and book your hotel and airfare right away. By the way, airfare is cheaper all of a sudden. Like, I've had multiple people reach out to me saying, I can fly into LashCon now for like $300, $350, which is great. And this is East Coast people, by the way. This is not West Coast. This is people flying all the way from like Boston, New York areas. And their, their flight, airfare is all of a sudden a lot cheaper because it's the fall. And summer's over, almost over. Next, we also, what else do we have going on? We have Tesla's retention course and the week in Vegas. So if you want to take that, we still have some spots there. You can see us in Vegas, have some fun, hang out, and then learn really how to get the best retention in the industry. Um, let's see. I had one other thing. Oh, gosh, the biggest one for me right now, because last year awards, we had our deadline on Friday. We decided to extend it. So you now, if you were like, oh my gosh, I really just found out or I've been doubting or questioning, you have to this Friday, the 26th, to do your last year award application. So go to the link in the bio, go in the show notes, click on that and do it today. Like right now, as soon as you're done listening, go do it because you're going to need some time. It's going to take you an hour, two hours, three hours, depending on how many questions you decide to enter or how many categories. And I promise you, this will force you to really, if you haven't done it, to really work on your business and not just in your business. You're going to really be critical, analytical, you're going to ask some tough questions, and you're going to hopefully get good answers. And if you don't have good answers, maybe it'll be the impetus to get you to start thinking, okay, I need to go work on my business now. I need to change. I need to upgrade. So next year, when you come around and enter again, you'll have better answers and you have better systems in place so you can brag more about your business. And I really think this is really your calling. If you've been waiting and holding out, we gave you another week, guys. You have till this Friday. And I think it's going to be really good for you to enter. All right. So that's all our announcements. So Tosh, let's get into, oh, do you have something else? Well, yeah. I just wanted to send a shout out to my Oh, that's right. Um, We have someone, I mean, we get we get more and more, I guess you could say, fan mail now lately. And it seems like we get a lot of sweetheart people, just almost said sweethearts. Um, they sweet are pe- sweethearts. They are sweethearts too, but very kind, generous people taking time to write us incredibly empowering and incredibly encouraging for us to feel like, okay, we're doing something right. We're making a difference. Because I, I promise you guys, when we're alone here working by ourselves, I don't know. Sometimes you just feel like no, I'm just, you I, we know. feel like you. We feel like we're working alone in a room, and it's like an echo chamber. <laughs> so it's like you just hear your own voice. You, I'm you, like, hey, tell us you're doing great. I know, right? And she's like, yeah, hey, Paul, you're what are you doing? <laughs> uh, talking about hot dogs. Yeah, but, talking about hot dogs again. So we know the pain. Sometimes it gets a little bit lonely, as you know. So whenever we hear a little bit of encouragement, it's just it's like food for our soul. And I just want to send out a shout, a shout out, out and thanks to Paisley Jansen from Ontario, Muskoka. 
Canada, who took the time to write a lovely, heartfelt letter of just gratitude. And she shared with us how the podcast has impacted her. And I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah. It's just a, a reminder. You guys are the reason why we do this. We have a lot of information, but it doesn't really benefit us to hold on to it. It only makes us wealthy by sharing it because seeing you guys grow and prosper and thrive in your business mm-hmm. from the things that we can share and teach you is why we do this. You know, exactly. there's no value in holding it onto it all ourselves and it makes us feel rich to give it away. So when that's acknowledged, we're so thankful. So thank you, Paisley. Yeah, it was for us. One of the most heartfelt, I think, letters we've ever gotten. And just the detail and the information, we love it. It's like we saved all these things, by the way. I've saved all the reviews. I save all the emails. I say every way people reach out to us. We save it and, and put it. So, yeah. you know, thank you to anybody who's, who's done that for yeah. us already. You have lifted up us in so many ways. And we try to reach out. And if we haven't, I f- I'm sorry. Somehow it fell through the cracks. But we do try to reach out to people and say thank you. But because at least here we can do a shout out and maybe that at least – you know, in case you haven't been recognized, you know, next time we'll maybe make this a regular part. We can just do quick shout outs to people that we really like shout and outs. are appreciative. My lash yeah. Cool. All right. So let's talk about the first one. We got two and you can pick, do you have a choice you want to talk yeah, about? Let's talk about the size of lashes. All right. First. So it's understood in our industry that if you're using anything over a 0.15 or you made 0.18 is forgivable. You're like, yeah, you're kind of like in lash hell. Yeah. It's not just the diameter, but it's the length as well, right? Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's crazy lashes out there now. You see people with lashes that are like 0. 0.25, I mean, 30s, lengthwise. Like, they're yeah. literally touching their forehead. Yeah. We can talk about aesthetics another time, I guess. But that that's like crazy type lashes. So, yeah. Crazy girl. And there's people who will literally demonize you, saying, well, uh, okay, you've destroyed someone's you're lashes. Damaging yeah, you're lashes. damaging and so they'll never have lashes again. Damage lashes. Yeah. You okay. Now, hey, damager. it's important that we don't damage lashes. No, I'm not advocating we damage lashes. But what I'm saying is that it's a lot harder to damage lashes than most the average lash artists think. And so when you understand the boundaries, you really don't have to fear things that you don't need to fear. Exactly. And that's, I think for us, one of our big things is we're always trying to get people to simplify your life a little bit. I know online we like to post stuff because we want to educate and we want to help people. But I think sometimes people really focus on just getting the likes and getting, and, and, and actually I should say, this is not, I don't think though this is one of those areas. Like I think sometimes people put the mites and the stuff like that because it just gets a lot of interest. Yeah. This is actually, I think people down at their core feel very strongly. You yes, do not do, you do this. do not do this. Because lash health is important and you want to make sure we're taking care of your clients and you're taking care of people so that it, long-term will be with you for 10, 20 years, God willing. So I get it. I mean, but at the same time, if you listen to our past episodes where we talk about lash damage, we don't really believe permanent long-term lash damage exists. Let's review that again. Let's talk about what can permanently damage the hair follicle, the eyelash follicle. It's not- Hot dogs? What? Hot dogs? <laughs> she said hedgehogs. Hedgehogs? Well, hedgehogs, yeah. Oh, yeah. They 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 gnaw on lashes, I've been told. <laughs> no. What can permanently damage that follicle? Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a process called traction alopecia. That is when there is tension being put on a follicle, hair follicle, when it's in the antigen growth phase. Okay? So it's not something that happens in one day, two days three days, it actually happens over a process with our eyelashes. Specifically, it's about 
two weeks' time. So when two lashes are grown together, the risk is is that one of them might be growing faster than the other. They both have to be in the antigen growth phase. And one is growing slightly faster than the other, but it's tied to the other one, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens is as it's growing, it's being pulled out. So pressure or tension is being put on that hair follicle. And what happens is scarring happens because it's almost like um, the machinery which is the hair follicle as it's growing, is being pulled apart as it's growing. And that's mm-hmm. when scarring occurs. So that inflammation is is highly damaging to the growing follicle. So, so when it's not growing, it causes pressure, but that doesn't really damage the engine? No, it doesn't. It'll just pull the hair out. And lots of times people, lash artists, will consider that damage, all right? Okay. But it's not a permanent It's painful damage. though, right? That That's still painful. Or is it not so much once it's If it's in the telogen stage and it's going to fall out, it's going to naturally okay. disconnect, all okay. right? And sometimes you'll be doing lashes and you'll see one that's come out inside, you know, it's connected to another. Yeah. But there's no incidents that fall. When they have an issue with it, they will let you know. They will call and be like, oh my gosh, Tess, there's one lash here that's really bothering me. I can't figure it out. And oftentimes they'll come in and they'll be like, you know, I just couldn't deal with it and it just it just pulled it came out by itself but if a lash comes out on its own prematurely or if it's even if it's traumatically pulled out mm-hmm. that's not technically damage it's right like plucking like if you pluck it's epilation right okay. the, the eyelash it's going to take time for that hair to regenerate so it may be dormant for a while because it's it, you prematurely took it out of its cycle yes so that's why you may have a gap there for a little bit for a little bit because the bulb is regenerating and mm-hmm. it's gently emerging and that takes time that's where i think people associate oh see i ripped it out and look it took a month or two months for that to grow you see some growth again, so it got damaged. That's a bald spot, and now I'm going to have to get rested or give it. That's you know. right. And some people, clients and lash artists alike, will say, my lashes are shorter than they were before, and that's a sign of damage. And I'm going to say, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Our lashes are designed to be a filter to collect debris and push it out of the ways of our eyes. And the most effective filter is when there's always a little bit of small growth in there because if they're all the same length, there's stuff that's going to get through, right? So this is why our lashes grow asynchronously, meaning that they're not all timed to the same cycle. So think about- You you don't wake up one day and you just shed them all the way. Hey, I shed it last night. It's like a Christmas tree. (laughs) Everything's gone. Like, wow, I guess I just wait till they all grow back. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's one of the reasons why we never have to trim our eyelashes because they're all programmed to be short. Think about this. This is a thought experiment, but let's say your head is completely bald. I know you don't have to- I don't have to imagine imagine, that. That's my life. But let's say you wanted to get your hair transplanted and instead of picking the- Which, by the way, Tess wants me to do. I did. Grow your hair back. (laughs) No. Get a wig. I know. She wants me to wear a wig. She wants me to show up at LashCon. Just like, hey guys. Anyway, what's that hair? Like, what are you talking about? I've always had hair. Okay. First of all, nobody's going to say anything if you Yes, they will. No. Okay. If guys, just DM me and say, Paul, I would- Raz you big time if you showed up Listen, with full head if of you hair. looked good, okay, it's not like a female wig. It's like men wear these units, you know, that they're like, <laughs> made, made, uh, they glue it on the scalp. I know what they do. Check out Filda's hair on Instagram. It's Phil awesome. Does hair. She does. Check out Filda's hair. Once every couple of months, she says, this could be you. <laughs> it's like, there's no way I'm going to do that. So, anyway, it's kind of an inside joke. Okay. But instead of checking the head hair box, you accidentally check the eyelash box mm-hmm. and so the doctor implants your entire head with eyelash hair oh good and it's like okay yeah. so how long do you think your hair would grow my lashes would grow be like you know 
25 millimeters. No, your lashes are <laughs> not 25 millimeters. They're maybe four millimeters. Okay? Are they really? So oh, the point okay. is, is that your hair would be completely short. It would never grow long. It looks like long. it does now. It, it would never fuzz. grow long. It would be patchy and short. Everybody's would because our lashes are programmed to be short. A certain length, right? Yep. And just because the lashes are shorter doesn't mean that they're damaged, yeah. right? It yeah. just means that they're shorter and they're going to continue to grow. It's like cutting your fingernails. You can cut your fingernails super short and it's not damaged. But let me ask this because people will say, okay, yeah, they're coming back in. The hair is short. You're saying that give it time, they'll grow back to the normal self. Of course. And everything will be fine. It's just you're judging it immediately after the lashes are removed or after you've done yeah. something. And you need to say, you know what, look in six months and you'll have a better sense of permanent lash damage. And also, we really feel like people get lash blindness, mean like they forget what their regular lashes look like. Yes. They just yeah, they remember, only see the extensions. If they've had extensions for eight years and then they take their extensions off, like, oh my gosh, my lashes are like, I look like a boy. You know if your client has lash blindness when she comes in and she says, oh my gosh, um, all my lash, I'm so worried about my lashes because they all fell out. And you're looking at her and you're like, what are you talking about? Because all she sees is her extensions. And she's like, oh, I just thought that there wasn't anything there. Of course there is. You just don't see it. But just because the lash is short doesn't mean that it's damaged, okay? It might be shorter, Mm -hmm. but it's not permanently damaged, right? The only thing that can permanently damage that follicle, if it's ablated, Mm -hmm. if it's vaporized, if it's cut, if it's burnt, or, you know, the follicle has been... Damaged, um, physically damaged in some way. And the only way you're seeing that scarring happens is when the hair is slowly pulling on it over a period of a week or two. Yes. That is really the only time when the engine is being damaged. Just plucking it out doesn't do it because you've talked to Dr. Stout and other doctors that that plucking doesn't do anything. Yeah. Let's talk about the fear of that because lots of us think, oh, you know, I plucked my eyebrows and you could see that they're not there anymore. Yeah. It's different on the lash line. And this is one of the ways that you can tell. There is a condition called trichiasis where an eyelash is misplaced or misdirected and it grows into the eye. And over a lifetime, 20, 40 years, it can cause scarring or ulcerating of the sclera, the white part of the eye. And it causes the the cornea to cloud over and it impairs the vision. In this country, it's treated, if your child has that, the mom usually sees it and it's taken to the doctor and the doctor will ablate it. Basically, they don't tell the mom, just pull that lash out every time it comes out. That's not a treatment. Because it's not going to do any good long-term. 20 years from now, it'll still be a a problem. It'll still be there. So that's different than brows because brows, we... A lot of women I know have said, look, I, I tweezed in the 90s That's right. and I have no brows now. That's right. So you can look it up. Trichiasis is not treated by epilation. It just, it's not. And I even asked him, I said, what about 40 years of pulling out that hair over time? He's like, I don't think it'll do it. They will still have a hair. So the other thing that I'm telling you this because I want you to breathe a sigh of relief. The body will tell you. Yeah, this is it, the big one. It's, you know is- that song by Shakira, Hips Don't Lie, right? Well... <laughs> Traction alopecia don't lie either. Mine do, by the way, but that's okay. No, your body's going to tell you when you're going through traction alopecia and you will have a warning sign before it's happening or as it's happening so you can intervene. And you know what that is? It is a a red bump 
right at the the hair follicle. So it'll basically look like a pimple with the lash coming out of it, right? And let me tell you, it is so extremely rare for it to get to this point because it is so painful before it gets to this point. Most of us have had the experience of had one lash stuck together. We've all worn lashes. We all know exactly what I'm talking about. And you will pick at it and you will work at it until it's, you know, you ask your girlfriend, can you undo these lashes for me? Or you'll pull them out yourself before it gets to that point. I only had one situation where I actually saw this on on the client and she um, was twirling the lash uh, on the corner and it was pulling on it and it created that traction. You know, it was, I saw that bump there, but she also didn't feel it. She had a circulatory disorder. She had uh, suffered from diabetes and so she didn't have as much sensation in it. So she, she wasn't screaming about it. But most people intervene before it actually gets that way. The reason why we worry about with our hair, and if you wear a a tight ballerina bun, tight ponytail, weaves, you know, tight cornrow braids, um, that can happen because there's not as many nerves as there are on the lash line. So those lashes can be popping out and pulling out. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't have that sensation. But it is an alarm on the eyelash, on the lash line. So people will intervene. And so it's easier, it's less traumatic on the follicle for you to even just pluck it out because that's instant. And while it hurts, it's not scarring the follicle. So that's that's a temporary damage. It's not a permanent damage. They're going to be out the lash, especially if they're a slow-growing lash person because then it will take more time for that lash to to grow, right? But it's not a permanent damage. Uh, Reduction. Which is encouraging because I think so many people fear damage. And that's why they want to avoid lashes that are too heavy Mm because they think that constant pressure. Because we've seen a lot of those graphics where it shows a happy lash and it's like 0.05. And then it shows a medium and lengthwise, like this lash is only 10 millimeters. But once they get up to like 20, length or width, let's say, either one, it shows one that's like crying. It's like, I hate these long lashes. They're painful. I love those graphics, but they're wrong. Well, no, they're, they're right. I saw that drawing. That cartoon is real. Oh, come on. That's like a real life experience. It hair, it? It's like a hair coming out. No, no. that's. I used to think that way, so I understand. Yeah. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about what is too heavy. What, what happens to the lash if it's too heavy? When the hair is in the antigen growth phase, it's incredibly robust, even if it's tiny. Now, there is one exception for this, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But let's consider this as an average person with an average lash line. The process of growth is going to continue even if it has something large on top of it. It may be heavy. It may cause the lash to hang. But that is not enough torque that is put on the lash to scar the follicle as it's growing. It's, It's simply not enough. Even if it's twice as long, even if it's three times as long... Even if it's like a 25 diameter, really, it would be enough torque, enough tension if the extension were long enough to throw over your shoulder, right? If you had to throw it over your shoulder. That's a um, beautiful picture right now. Right. That would be too much tension. That would be a constant tension. And by the way, we already know, what would be the red flag that lets you know that it's too big and that you have too much weight? It would be raised in red. And it it would gradually, the pain from that would get worse and worse every day. It would start peaking at, um, it would start around day five. 
day four, day five, it would peak at day seven. By 10, they would start to scream. You would start to see redness. And at that point, like nine, day nine, 10, but usually it doesn't get there. Usually by day seven, you have intervened because it's that bad. And I think what's happened is that people are trying to stay away from the cliff. Like let's say the cliff is where you do get the, the the irritated eye, the raise, the, the being painful and sore and all that. And people are like, okay, that's the cliff. I'm not going over it. And instead of flirting with the cliff, like some people love boundaries, like, oh, I'm going to get right up to that boundary and mess around as much as I can. They're like, I'm going to stay a mile away from that cliff. Yeah. (laughs) So they're literally a mile away. There's so much room there that they can get much closer and are not damaging anything. But first of all, I just want to give a shout out to those girls because there's people, I should say, that think that way because they, they really desire to do no harm. Exactly. They really no, desire. And so I applaud you. The heart's in the right place. It's just... But no, you have more freedom than you think. Yeah, and I think it's because perception is reality for people. And so the perceived worry is they see these pictures and these things keep getting taught in classes yes. and the trainers. And no one's doing this, like, be mean. There's no, 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 like, ill intention here. It's just wanting to be safe and really taking safety at its highest level. But we would say, again... We want to make your life easier, not harder. And man, you sitting there, I've seen people have to do formulas and they're trying to do weight calculations and they're trying to figure out how many fans I put in or how many lashes I put in, zero three, zero fives, they're going to go up to 20D, 30D, whatever it is. And they're they're doing all this work when it's like, guys, first off, you just test it. And if you see raised bumps and pain, you've gone too far and you don't go there again. But I, I don't think really that ever happens. Most of us have not. I mean, DM me if you've seen this, but it is a rare occurrence to have your client um, come in with a very painful lash that is presenting with a red bump. In fact, send us photos. I I mean, for us, we're always researching. We're always asking. And if you're like, no, 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 I've actually seen it either off someone else came in from other work or you said I did push the boundary. I used to. And you know what? I did it too far. And I have some bad examples to show for it. We won't even name you. Well, look at this bad lash artist. We we would just like it because it would help us to see a different perspective. We're always willing to adjust, but we just never seen this. Yeah. So I just want you to be encouraged that it is yeah. much harder to permanently damage a lash. With too much weight, too much length, all that not really even on the table to consider or worry about. Yeah. This is a mind shift, okay? Yeah. We think of lashes as if it's the same as our head hair. And truly, it is made of the same stuff. Keratinized mm-hmm. protein, corneified cells. Whatever you know, that means. Corneified? Is that is that like a corn byproduct? <laughs> no. No, the skin is corneocytes. They start out plump as raisins, and then they, as they travel to the surface, they form like dried out cornflakes. Oh, okay. It's kind of like my history of my life. I started yeah, out plump, plump and raisin, and, yeah. right? And now I'm just a dried out old okay. man. Well, the hair follicles, <laughs> it's similar. They're like a packed tightly little cells that on the outside are not cornflakes, but kind of like that. Okay. And that's what we call the cuticle, right? Yeah. And lots of us, because we are used to taking care of our hair, we don't want to damage it with too much bleach because the insurance cotton candy, right? It breaks off, that kind of stuff. You don't want to chemically treat it too hard using heat stuff too often. That's why you use a thermal spray, that kind of stuff. Why? Because you're stuck with this head hair for a long time. But that's not true of eyelashes. I want you to understand that lashes are not meant to be as permanent as your head hair. And I want you to think of them as disposable. Remember what the first line of defense for your eyeball is. It's those eyelashes. And remember how they're always constantly designed to be short growth? 
they're constantly designed to turn over. That's why if you had your head transplant and it was all eyelash hair, it, it's never going to grow past a centimeter if you're lucky, right? That's an extremely blessed lash line. Most people, it's going to be about five millimeters, maybe six millimeters if you're super lucky. But the reason why is because lashes are disposable. So even if the lash is damaged, like the body of the hair, which is temporary damaged, like the cuticle has been completely fried, like you have fried it through a lash lift, or you've bleached it, which we don't bleach eyelashes, but the worst that could happen, right? It's going to resolve itself in a, you're going to have a brand new lash in about two to three months. Brand new lash, right? So, you know, even if the lash is cut, doesn't mean that we can't do what we do. What is it that we do? We extend lashes. So even if it's super short, you can put an extension on it and tie it her over to the next time. So you don't seem very enthusiastic about, about this. And I'm going to say it's because you're not a lash artist. <laughs> you, you know, listen, I hope this is like freeing to a lot of people. I think this is one of the big, I will say. Uh, mind like, shift. It's a big mind shift. And it's, it's very freeing once you realize you can experiment. Our hope because of this mind said that you have, as you're able to explore and try new things. Like, again, volume probably wouldn't exist right now if it were this, the police were like saying, you can never do this. Mega volume would definitely not exist. And so I know some of you out there who are on that edge are like, I do all sorts of stuff. I don't care. And I've never seen damage. But for those who are feeling like they're just too scared to go out there, like they're a mile away from the cliff. Like, I just don't want to go another foot because I may fall off the cliff. It's like, no, no, no. You literally have a mile still of give. Lots of room to play, lots of room to experiment, try different things. Obviously, if clients come back complaining that their eyes are painful, but you probably won't get that. But if you did, then maybe you have pushed the limit. Yeah, and the other thing is that I don't want you to worry about damaging the body of the hair that much. Yeah. With what we normally use on the lashes, the products that we use, I mean, maybe alcohol is the worst. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying don't use alcohol on on the lashes, mm-hmm. but even it's not damaging enough to raise the cuticle that much that it's causing it to disintegrate or yeah. to break apart. Because even if it did. Uh, it's going to grow back yeah. in three months. We're not talking um, about head hair, which again is a much yeah. different play, or even your brows. I guess it's, these are different. Yeah. Hair acts differently in different parts of the body. It's not one and the same. But with what we're doing, if you're putting a product on that has alcohol in it, it's you're only exposing that hair maybe once or twice in its lifetime that you that you're uh, interacting with yeah, it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't don't lose your you don't. Uh, give that part of your brain any worry about yeah. that. I didn't say that right, but you guys know what I mean, right? Yeah, that's why I have a beer with my lashes all the time. What? You said alcohol, so I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> no, the dumbest joke Just of the don't, night. don't worry so about, don't worry about the damage. Don't exactly. worry about the, if you're worried about it, reach out to me and, and, and we'll, we can talk about it. Yeah, or come take Tussa's class. I probably, one of the bonuses of Tussa's class is that we, implement a lot of what we talk here and go into depth about and show things. And so damage is something we really feel is one of those big, I don't know, elephants in the room that everyone's all afraid of, but it doesn't let's exist. Let's talk about it. It doesn't exist. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's exactly. talk about it. If you and want we'll to talk help, about it, let's talk about it Help calm it down. All right, let's do this next one. I think this next one won't take too long because okay. this is more philosophical idea. Like there are people who literally will say no foreign fills. I've seen it on their Instagrams. I've seen people post it. Like why would I, I don't try to, take or do work from other clients outside, be, places. outside places because you know what if the work is bad what if they do crappy work or 
it's just it's stressful. Like I know for our team, it was stressful. They would get nervous, anxious because they'd come in for fill, and let's say the work wasn't maybe so good or something like that. The work is bad. The work is bad. Worse, bad. What's what? What's our philosophy? I mean, what what do we do? What I guess maybe I'll share this. Mm -hmm. You share. What did we used to do when someone would call and they would say, "Hi, I'm Boba. I have lashes." I go, "Great. I'm so glad you called. I'd ask some questions, get to know them." find out why they're wanting to get their lashes done somewhere else. Not mean like I'm not looking for them to bash, but usually if they're calling us, it all make, I couldn't get in my, or my personal on maternity leave or, or something's come up or I'm just, I did like my last style. I like to get the information because it helps me to know better. How can we help them? And then I would say, well, we don't do fill some outside places, but what we will offer you is to remove everything and start all over. We do lashes differently. We really look for longevity, and I'd ask, how long you normally go to get your lashes? I go, I go every two weeks. Well, with us, if things go the way we hope, it'll be about four weeks you'll be coming in. So you'll have more time between appointments. So it's best for us to start over and give you a clean slate so we can make sure we give you the good long-lasting lashes. And and I did this too. I would say, and I'm going to give you a discount because you already paid for lashes, so I'm not going to charge you our normal $300 rate, which is what our staff rate was. I will give it to you for $200. So in their mind, they're like, wow, I'm saving money, getting a new set, blah, 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 blah. And you know what? I'd say 50% of the time they would book. Not always. Some would be like, I don't want a new set. I just want to fill. What's your problem? And then, and then over time, we begin to change. And we realize that's maybe not the best way to attract people. So, Well, let me share the thought. Is that if you're really good at lashes and you know what you're doing, how else are you going to explain that or communicate that your skill to the client unless you do their lashes? Yeah. So if the client comes in and they're on your table and you're looking at their lashes and you're like, oh, this is outside fill. I can't do the work. And you say, oh, I'm sorry. I can't do this. They're like, why not? Well, because you went somewhere else. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that you possess the skills that is able to make their life better. It may not be exactly what you can deliver, what you want to deliver in the time that they have appointed, but you still can make some headway. Mm -hmm. And so that's all you have to do is you can say, listen, I would love to be able to um, do your lashes all the way with my style. Unfortunately, you've got some lashes in here that aren't exactly compatible with mine. But what I can do is do the best with what I have. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have you come back. And the next time you come in, they'll be even better because they'll be all of all of mine. Yeah. So there'll be a little transition. I mean, they'll be good, but they won't be as good as they can be. But how does that sound to you? Yeah, I mean, we would actually tell people, because normally four-week retention is the kind of average. And we would tell people that, by the way, we're more than glad now, let's say someone say, we're more than glad to do a fill with you. But we don't guarantee our work in the same way we do when we know it's all ours. When we're building off someone else's, by the way, the work might be wonderful. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. There's a lot more better work now than there was 10 years ago, right? So we would just say, but that said, we aren't going to say it's going to for sure last the normal time. It may only last two weeks or three weeks. But after a couple appointments and you get into our, where we've styled all the lashes, I can assure you at that point, it will be three, four, five weeks between appointments. And so just, you know, be a little patient with us and we'll take care of you any, either way. That's kind of like what we did. And it's a great way to get new clients because if they like your work, they like what you're doing, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, why would I go anywhere else? This is amazing. I thought I'd just come to use this for a quick fix because my gal was out of town, but you were amazing. One, not only was the lashes great, but the customer service that you provided was so much more special than the place I normally go to where I get, you know, the girl makes me wait in the hallway and she regularly calls and cancels or delays she 
wears her pajamas and she has bad breath. Yeah, yeah, she shows up like dressed like a homeless person. You know, and all of a sudden now I have someone who has a professional, who has style, who really cares, who checks in with me after my lashes are done. Whatever it is that is your customer service, hopefully it's more than just doing lashes. So, I mean, you have a chance to build a business finding people doing outside fills. And where else in the business world do we see that as a model? Yeah. I mean, you go to different injectors for Botox and fillers, right? Uh, I mean, maybe okay. not. Well, okay, <laughs> what about hairdressers? Have you only had the same hairdresser for your, your whole life? life? No. Right? Or what about nail people or dentists? Yeah. Or what about car washes? Oh, where did you get your car wash last time? Oh, I'm sorry. We don't do... No, nope, not no. going to do it. How about grocery stores? Nope. Nope. Where we don't do have you? a membership here. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's Costco, but... Oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> but, get out. Yeah, if you bought milk from someone else, you can't buy milk here. No, I mean, the idea is you want to attract new people. Now, if you're fully booked and you're slammed and you're looking for ways and to you push don't, people you away... And you don't want to deal with it, fine. That's fine. Good for you. Yeah. Cheers but, to you. Yeah, but if you're still building a business and you're trying to get clients and you're in, especially like us, we had a staff, we had 10, 12 staff. Holy mackerel. I am doing everything in my power to get every new person in there. I don't care what they do. I just need new clients and I need to keep growing the business. And so for me to turn people away, because I just don't want, it's going to be stressful or it's going to be difficult or I can't deliver the same style of work. I mean, I've heard this. Some people are like, well, they're going to be walking around with those lashes and it's going to be advertising for me. And if it's not 100% of my work, it's going to make me look bad. No, listen, the client has come and has gotten into your chair because she needs lashes. She doesn't know the difference, right? Yeah. She was happy enough with what was going on before. She's going to be thrilled with what you can do for her. So all you have to do is say, look, it's going to be a blend because this isn't my work. So it's not going to be your full experience until you come back, you know, and they've all fallen out. But just hang in there with that. You just tell them that. And if you can get over, it's not going to look exactly the way you want. But hey, you're gaining a client. I remember listening to a colleague talk about how she, as a business practice, didn't let her staff take other people from outside fills and she got a complaint about it. And I thought, yeah, of course you're going to get a complaint. The person doesn't understand. She just wants to let, she's thinking, why can't you do this? Why can't you help me? And I'm thinking she is not going to come back after being turned away. Why would she? So don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. And it's going to build a bad reputation. People are going to talk. You worry about them walking out with lashes that are a hybrid between you and someone else's working. Like, oh, they're going to like go like anyone's really going to be going, wait, you where did you go again? Oh, those are horrible. You should get out of there. No, no, no. What's worse is going to happen is when you reject people, they're going to, hey, did you hear about integrity lash? Yeah, I did. I tried to go in there, but they turned me down. They said my lashes suck. <laughs> you know, something like that. It's like, what? Like, oh, yeah, they think my person's a horrible lash artist. I just think that you're going to get, that's not going to build a good rep with your community. No. People are not going to feel warm about your place. You might feel like you're being exclusive and elite and high end, but in the end, I don't think that's a still net win. And I think a lot of people right now, especially with recession looming over the world, that you, you want to find ways to get more people in your salon and to find new clients and keep those clients. And this is just another way of doing it. So we want to encourage you, don't post on your website. Don't, you know, no foreign fills or no one, no outside lashes. Or I only do, you know, my clients. We start all over. All those things you do, you know, if they're paying be happy. And I want you to be the best artist that can handle anything that walks through the door. Anything. Yeah. That's a skill. No, that was the thing that I think for us that drove our staff sometimes nuts because Tess would be like, you know what? You just need to learn to work with every situation and find a solution for it. I know, I get it. When you're at work, you want to create a work environment you like and it's not stressful and absolutely, 100%. But man, isn't it cool to build new muscle and to build, be stronger and be able to overcome 
any situation. So it doesn't matter, you know, what walks in through that door. You're like, I got this. I got, it. I got this. Don't that worry. Feels so good. It's empowering. I mean, it is empowering. she, I mean, and you went through all these stages. I remember early in your years, you'd be like, oh, there's certain people I'd never want to see again. I don't want to deal with this again. And then you begin to say, well, you know what? If it, I don't figure out how to deal with this person another person just like her. She's going to haunt me. She's She's going to have a different face. Keep coming back. Different face, different name, but same kind of problems. And so it's just better that you learn to adapt and grow and become better at what you do and find those little fixes, those little tricks that get you through those last moments that are struggling or difficult. And here you are today. It doesn't matter who walks in that door. You're like, I'll I'll do it. Bring it. Yeah. I mean, even at a point now where someone's like, I only have one hour. I'm like, sure, I'll take you. I mean, most of our clients are hour and a half, two hours minimum. But there was one client recently who had come back and was like, oh, I don't actually, I think you convinced her to go from an hour to an hour and a half, but yeah. still for a new set. And usually it's three hours for a new set. And your, your idea is like, I don't care. I'll take the money. I'll blow you away with the time I have. Now, I'm going to let you know that if you want them super full in the way that I normally do it, there's not enough time. But if you're okay with that up front, you let them know like a disclaimer. Why not? Why not take them in? Why not right. just do it? It's also like the same when they come in like an hour or half an hour late. Yeah. I don't get mad at them. No. Because it's like they're wasting their own time. Yeah, they're paying for the full <sighs> appointment. We're not giving them a discount. <laughs> and and they're just going to be next time much more mindful. They're oh, like, and oh they crap. Are. Yeah, yeah, okay, I won't be late because I paid for a two-hour appointment, got one hour, and the lashes only lasted for me a couple of weeks, and I had to call in and come in early. They learn, you're they learn. teaching your, your people how to behave more prop or better or, you know, come in on a more regular basis. So I think that, that's pretty good, right? You that's good. Yeah. yeah. DM okay. us. Talk to us if you want to challenge us or you want to talk about it more. Yeah. If you have any other opinions or different things. And by the way, always reach out. I mean, I love it. I feel like I have an army of lash artists doing this for us now. Send me photos. They send me pictures. They send me questions. Oh, yes. They send me that. issues. Like half these things that we talk about now are just because someone reached out and asked a question and said, can you do this? Or is this wrong? Why do you think this? And so this naturally for us becomes a podcast episode. So um, what what thought was going to be a baby cast turned into a standard podcast. But that said, that's not the first time we've done that either. I think we've often said, oh, yeah, this is going to be a short one. And then <laughs> an hour later, we're like, okay, well, it's yeah, so short. But our listeners, they're the kind that yeah. want to hear it. You guys want to hear us. You want us to get into this. So we appreciate all of you. And thank you so much always for your feedback. And especially thank you for just the questions and ideas that help us to know what to talk about next. Are you good? We're good? I'm good. All right, guys. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. We are done. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review on behalf of my Lash Pineapple Tustney. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you're a friend in the lash industry. 